Blepharitis is the inflammation of the eyelids. Blepharitis usually affects both eyes along the edges of the eyelids. Blepharitis commonly occurs when tiny oil glands near the base of the eyelashes become clogged, causing irritation and redness. Several diseases and conditions can cause blepharitis. Blepharitis is often a chronic condition that's difficult to treat. Blepharitis can be uncomfortable and unsightly, but it usually doesn't cause permanent damage to your eyesight and it is not contagious. Symptoms Blepharitis signs and symptoms are typically worse in the morning. They include watery eyes, red eyes, a gritty burning or stinging sensation in the eyes, eyelids that appear greasy, itchy eyelids, red swollen eyelids, flaking of the skin around the eyes, crusted eyelashes, eyelids sticking, uh, more frequent blinking, sensitivity to light, and then some blurred vision that usually improves with blinking. Now they say when to see a doctor. If you have blepharitis signs and symptoms that don't seem to improve despite good hygiene, uh, regular cleansing, and care of the affected area, make an appointment with your, with your doctor. Welcome back to Teachable Moments with April. So I found a website um, called eyespecialist.com and it looks like um, it's the Eye Institute of West Florida and the name of the article and it was published October 16th, 2020 is Dry Eye Syndrome, Blepharitis and Styes on the Rise Due to the COVID-19 Pandemic. It goes on to say that physicians at the Eye Institute of West Florida, along with eye doctors across the Tampa Bay and the country are noticing an uptick in some of the most common eye problems. These eye conditions, which are dry eye syndrome, styes, and blepharitis, can be associated with improper mask wearing and increased time spent in front of the computer. Affecting both children and adults, these eye problems can cause you to rub and touch your eyes excessively. This is an alarming development because it's been proven that COVID-19 can be transmitted through the ocular surface. Now, this is not in this particular article, but I know when I first looked up information in the regards at the beginning of the pandemic, um, they spoke of pink eye, which is conjunctivitis, and there are different uh, versions or different types of conjunctivitis, and I didn't know that. Okay, so that's also included with the COVID-19 um, symptoms. Um, okay, so in this particular article, I'm going to go on, it says dry eye syndrome, D-E-S, is the condition of drying, having dry eyes. Associated symptoms include irritation, redness, discharge, and easily fatigued eyes. Blurred vision may also occur. The symptoms can range from mild and occasional to severe and continuous. A sty is a small red painful lump that grows from the base of your eyelash or under the eyelid. Most styes are caused by a bacterial infection. Then they go on to give another one that I'm going to admit to you I cannot pronounce. It's similar 
to just by me reading some of the symptoms as a sty. This is a swollen bump on the eyelid. It happens when the eyelid's oil glands clog up. As it grows, your eyelid may get red, swollen, and sometimes tender to the touch. Okay, now blepharitis is an inflammation of the eyelids in which they become red, irritated, and itchy, and they may have like little dandruff-like scales that form on the eyelashes, I'm sorry, and it's a common uh, eye disorder caused by either bacteria or a skin condition. Now, something else that I, I found about blepharitis was um, sometimes due to that, your eyelashes, you may shed them more more often, you know. You're, you may lose some of your eyelashes at a more a faster rate. That's another condition that I came across, but I don't remember what website I saw that on. Now, the whole reason why I am um, talking about this is because I started to, when I would go on various websites like, let's say, Amazon, I started to come across, and I'm not looking for it, it would just like kind of come up. They kept showing these endless array of products um, geared toward um, eyelid care or the cleaning of your eyelids, uh, eyelid um, cleansing and conditioning and health. And I kept, and it kept happening more and more. So I got curious. I said, well, why are there so many products for cleaning your eyelids? And only when I clicked on one particular eye wash or eye cleansing product on Amazon did it go into, um, it mentioned blepharitis, okay, as well as other things. Also, this particular uh, product was to clean the inside of your nose, not just your eyes, but the inside of your nose and of your mouth. And I'm like, okay. And then when I clicked on, you know, when you click on a particular um uh, product on there they give like you know information pictures they may even have videos that you can watch like a promo a very short clip and anyone that's gone on Amazon knows that so it mentioned briefly about wearing masks so I start thinking so is this being caused by wearing masks and it made me curious so of course I looked it up and then when I looked on YouTube um, there is so many videos now compared to the beginning of the of the pandemic in which, yes, it is some type of connection between COVID-19 um, allegedly and wearing masks and these things happening to people's, their eyes, having all kinds of eye disorders and conditions. Okay, so on this particular website, <clears throat> it says how these conditions are related to the COVID-19 pandemic. When wearing an improperly fitted mask, so this is what they're saying, a improperly fitted mask, air expelled from breathing travels through the top of the mask and over the surface of your eyes. This movement of air dries out your eyes, uh, the tear, the eye's tear film, a thin layer of fluid covering the eye's surface and speeds up evaporation. When staring at a computer screen, okay, this is another part of it, working or going to school from home remotely, most commonly, and a lot of us have been using the computer more often, doing things virtually, working, uh, schoolwork, whatever, whatever, okay. Um, from home most commonly, you blink less. Blinking is an important function that dis distributes tear film. So they're saying people are blinking less. 
Okay. Distributes the tear film throughout the eye for proper lubrication. That's what the whole the mechanism of blinking is for. Blinking is an important function. Okay, when the eye is not properly lubricated, it can dry out and become irritated. This is a well-studied and proven link to dry eye syndrome, which is DES. Okay, improperly fitted masks may exaggerate, uh, sorry, aggravate oil glands near the eye, causing inflammation and the formation of styes and blepharitis. back to teachable moments with April so I looked up this other word that had to do with um, eye disorders or problems and it is Kalazian Kalazian C-H-A-L-A-Z-I-O-N and it is a red bump on your eyelid and they tend to not put both Kalazian and sty together but I think it's along the same lines um um, and it's sometimes called an eyelid cyst. And it usually forms, it slowly forms when an oil gland, like I said before, becomes blocked. And this is, they're seeing an uptick of this in regards to um, wearing masks, COVID-19, and um, excessive um, time on devices and the effect it has on our, our eyesight. Now, when I looked up on healthline.com, it says that a calasian can develop on the upper or lower lid. It may disappear without treatment. Calasia is the term for more than one calasian. Um, see an eye doctor if you think you have calasian, especially if it blocks your vision or you've had Calasia in the past. Now, this is another thing that I just said. They said a Calasian versus a sty. A Calasian is sometimes confused, okay? Now, that I guess I was confused when I put them together. Uh, with an internal or external sty. An internal sty is an infection of a gland in your eye. And an external sty is an infection in the area of the eyelash follicle and sweat gland. Now, styes are usually painful, while calasia usually aren't. Uh, calasia may develop after styes. They go on to say that depending on the size and location of the calasian, it may blur, it may, there's usually no guarantee there, but it may blur or block your vision. Although not as common, if an infection is present, a calasian may be uh, red, swollen, painful. Um, and then it goes on to give causes and risks for, for calasian or calasia. A calasian is caused by a blockage of the glands of the upper and lower eyelids. The oil glands produce... Uh, helps moisten the eyes okay the oil of these glands inflammation or viruses so this was another thing that i came across on amazon.com and i need to go back there to see what the product was is that they were saying that by cleansing your eye and having proper eyelid um hygiene that you you were you were um fighting against bacteria and viruses this is kind of triggering something viruses 
um, in the eye area. Um, inflammation or viruses affecting these glands are the underlying causes of chalasia. Chalasia are more common in people with viral conjunctivitis. So we're going back to the different types of pink eye or conjunctivitis. You have bacterial and you have viral. I did not know that. I came across that when I looked up uh, pink eye or conjunctivitis. I thought it was just one kind. I had no clue. So I learned something then and I'm learning something now. So it's common in people with viral conjunctivitis. And in a little bit, we're going to talk about what is viral conjunctivitis and the information surrounding that. An infection covering the inside of the eyes and the eyelids. An infection. Inflammatory conditions such as acne, oh, dermatitis, and just long-term inflammation of the eyelid. Reoccurring or unusual chalasia may be symptoms or more serious conditions, but they said that it's very rare. Now, they said that it may go away usually uh, without any type of treatment, um, but if you were to do your more towards home care, it said first don't try to squeeze it. I wouldn't do that because that is one area that is so delicate and I have very sensitive eyes, so I'm definitely not squeezing nothing on my eye, nothing, okay? And they say it's best if you if you touch it as little as possible, which is something that they talked about no matter what it is, whether it be conjunct, any type, pink, anything, you consistently touching with your fingers and touching your eye, your eye, your eye can only exacerbate whatever it is. So the less you touch it, the better. It says, and this was something else that I did come across for blepharitis is that they suggested um, if you did like home health, home health, yeah, home care is to uh, use um, a clean cloth or washcloth or towel and apply it and it'd be warm a warm compress to help your eyelid they said they suggest four times per day for about 10 minutes at a time and this is uh to reduce the swelling by softening the oils and the blocked glands which is i think it is the best okay make sure you wash your hands before you touch the area and i would suggest after okay before and after if you have to touch your eye your eye or eyes wash your hands really good before you touch them and then when you're finished touching them wash them again okay some doctors may tell you to gently massage the lump a few times per day or to scrub your eyelid this may include eye drops or eyelid creams to me i'm not a doctor clearly so maybe i don't have the place to say anything i think you shouldn't be massaging, scrubbing, or nothing like that. I think the warm compresses and um, just making sure the area is uh, as clean as possible. Um, yeah. still on healthline.com so I decided to look up uh, conjunctivitis or pink eye and it says types and causes in general there are three main categories of pink eye um, I'm sorry um, yeah many main categories of pink eye infectious allergic and chemical now that's something else that I didn't know and I just learned in this short time looking it up Okay, 
So, three main categories. Infectious, allergic, chemical. Now, infectious conjunctivitis uh, comes in a few different types, including bacterial and viral, which was viral, was mentioned about the calazon, okay, um, condition. Bacterial pink eye is caused by uh, bacteria. Okay, makes sense, right? It uh, typically occurs due to things like touching your eyes with unclean hands, sharing makeup, or having physical contact with someone, makes sense, who may also have pink eye conjunctivitis. Now, viral pink eye is caused by common cold viruses. Look at that. Viral. Common cold viruses. Did you know that? It can occur if someone with an upper respiratory infection coughs or sneezes close to you. It can also occur when you have had a cold virus yourself and blow your nose too hard. Hmm. Let me read that one more again. It can also occur when you have a cold virus yourself and blow your nose too hard. This can push the infection from your respiratory system to your eyes. Now that's something to think on. Something that is in your nose. You blow your nose too hard and you push the infection from your respiratory system to your eyes. Okay, so then I'm going to go into allergic conjunctivitis. Um, Most people with allergic pink eye have seasonal allergies, and I suffer from those. They get uh, pink eye if they come in contact with a substance they're allergic to, pollen. Okay. It's also possible to develop an allergic type of pink eye called, oh my God, giant papillary whoa conjunctivitis i never heard of that if you wear hard contact lenses or soft contact lenses that aren't replaced frequently enough i knew someone who wore glasses and then she started a long time ago wearing um contact lenses um and she would sometimes leave them in like if she'd go to a party or hanging out or staying at somebody's house her guy's house or whatever and she would leave them in and there's certain um contact lenses um that you can that they say you can leave in but every time she would leave them in she'd she'd get these infections in her eye um not necessarily just her leaving her eye makeup on or whatever and not taking them off but every time she she would get these infections I personally had extended, I think it was extended wear, but I never would go to bed with them in my eye. I would have to take them out. Like I said, I have very sensitive eyes and um, I just didn't want to to do that. It didn't. I, after a while of me having them in there, I'd have to take them out and give my eyes a rest. Okay, so chem, chemical conjunctivitis. You can get pink eye from irritants such as chlorine in pools, air pollution, and exposure to just other chemicals. They go on to say something that is kind of a given, I think. Um, bacterial and viral pink eye are very contagious. Pink eye is very easily spread from person to person. For instance, if someone with viral pink eye touches their eye and then touches your hand, that's it anyone that's had pink eye I've actually had pink eye before um I guess it would be bacterial um uh, when I worked with school age children uh a long time ago I had never had it before as a child 
but I got it once as an adult, and I'll never forget it. (laughs) Pink eye is typically contagious for as long as the person is having symptoms. And then they just give pictures of what it will look like, um, the eye itself. Um, Now we get into the treatment of uh, the different types of conjunctivitis. Chemical conjunctivitis, um, they say... Rinsing your eye with saline is one way to help ease the symptoms if you're dealing with a chemical pink eye. Topical steroids may also be prescribed if the case is severe enough. Now, for bacterial conjunctivitis, um, antibiotics are the most common method of treatment. Uh, Adults usually prefer eye, uh, eye drops. For children, ointment might be the better choice because it's easier to apply and for them to uh, tolerate. Um, With the use of antibiotic medication, your symptoms will probably start to disappear in just a few days. But it's important, like with all things, um, to finish your entire prescription to lessen the risk of recontamination uh, or the pink eye coming back. Now, when we're dealing with viral conjunctivitis, most of the time it is caused by the same viruses that cause the common cold. These cold viruses don't currently have any treatments, but symptoms are usually mild and resolve on their own in 7 to 10 days. In rare cases, other viruses like, oh, herpes simplex, oh my God, can be involved, which may cause more serious infections. These viruses do have uh, antiviral treatments, but these treatments can only be used for these specific types of infections. In the meantime, using a warm compress, there's just a simple warm compress or a cloth moistened with warm water can help soothe your symptoms. Now, allergic conjunctivitis, which is connected to allergies, just seasonal allergies, they said that your physician can probably prescribe an antihistamine to stop the inflammation which is claritin and benadryl are antihistamines that are available as otc or over-the-counter medications they may help uh, clear your allergic symptoms including of course the allergic pink eye Um, other some treatments include antihistamine eye drops or anti-inflammatory eye drops um, over-the-counter as well as prescription. Another thing that they suggest um, is, and, and they uh, reinforce is repeating different things about touching your eyes, touching your face, sharing makeup, and practicing good hygiene. Um, they, they added something a little bit different. I think that it is also very important is to change your pillowcases frequently because that that could be a breeding ground for um, pink eye, whatever type of it is, bacterial or viral. Now, something that I want to add toward the end of this is that um, a co-worker uh, shared something with me that I um, remember to this day, and um, she was um, suggesting or sharing the um the um the uh suggestion that in order to um in regards to um more so styes where i work it seemed like a lot of the clients were getting styes in order to tor- to avoid that or deter that 
um, and to cleanse the eye for us as the staff is to use a little bit of baby shampoo and gently rub the eyelid. Um, the upper eyelid is what is the lower eyelid very gently and that would be sufficient um, and it would not irritate our eyes because baby shampoo is supposed to be gentle um, and that would add an added protection and cleansing to try to deter styes and um, I think that that's very best. You have some people that don't believe in that but I have come across a lot of um, doctors, eye doctors, ophthalmologists and and so forth who have actually suggested that that you um, incorporate that in your usual um, routine along with you know just basic Hygiene is that just taking you just need just a little bit gently just going across the upper um, and lower eyelid to do that. Um, and you're not necessarily, in, in my opinion, would have to buy any uh, unless you want to buy some of these products I told you that I saw on Amazon. Just get get you some baby shampoo, and I tend to do that in the summer. Um, because of the fact of the different allergen allergens um, and pollen and and so forth and so on and it really does help so I did come across um, some information um, in regard to the blepharitis and baby shampoo um, it says that for thorough cleaning and washing of the eyelids the following steps are to be exercised I think you can use it for any type of uh, well, you can. I'm not, like I said, maybe I shouldn't say you can like I'm an authority because I'm not. Okay, so it's first wash your hands properly to ensure cleanliness. Apply warm compresses to loosen whatever is, you know, along the eyelid, eyelids. Um, using clean cotton soaked in warm water. Some people use towels. And I did see a particular eye doctor use like... Um, cotton rounds that's what I saw the other night but it's clean it's fresh it's new it's not you're not reusing anything and to in warm water and laying it very gently across the eye as a compress okay versus an actual towel uh, and because it's disposable on top of that okay next gently uh, start scrubbing the eyelids uh, I don't know about that for the scrub mix warm water and a small and a small amount of baby shampoo better if it's non-irritating okay and some people when they say baby shampoo I guess unscented I thought baby shampoo was you know just baby shampoo but they keep saying stressing unscented okay for each of the eyes you separate clean cloths that's very important rub the cloth back and forth over the eye I don't know about that and also at the edges keep your eyes closed I'm hoping that people would have figured that out. While scrubbing, the word scrubbing just does something to me with the baby shampoo solution. Now rinse the eyes with clean and clear water until all the solution is washed away. Do it separately for each of the eyes and follow the whole procedure for each eye one at a time. Now on this particular website, when they're talking about that, they gave two different types of blepharitis, blepharitis, I'm sorry, anterior and posterior, anterior blepharitis. This occurs outside of the eye where the eyelashes are attached in the front edge of the eyelid. Now posterior 
of blepharitis affects the inner edge of the eyelid, which touches your actual eyeball. There are several causes of blepharitis, and they go into bacterial eyelid infection, dry eyes, they go into fungal, they list fungal eyelid infection, and then this is something that makes me itch, is parasites, okay, (laughs) just the word parasites makes me itch, and they give a specific one in which I did see on Amazon Demodex, Demodex, that was the word that I had forgotten, Demodex, and it's an eyelash mite, okay, which I guess is making me itch right now. Now, when they speak of these particular eyelash mites or Demodex, um, they say that tea tree oil um, containing solutions have a better um, effect on them versus just plain uh, baby shampoo. Um, And they say demodex mites are a cause of uh, blepharitis in some areas because of different types. Um, They don't quickly go away by just using the baby shampoo. Um, I think you need to be very careful. I love tea tree oil, but uh, I think, I don't know, you should be careful and just see what your body can tolerate, and what works best with you, including your eyes. They go on to say that clinical studies of a large scale are required to confirm the best options in treating blepharitis. And they say this actually what I, I guess I've been picking up on by reading articles from here, uh, is that there's some type of stigma around using baby shampoo. In the, and you know, not in their traditional sense, which is to actually wash babies <laughs> hair in it okay or baby wash um they said that in a traditional logical sense when availability and economy are considered baby shampoo hello seems to be a good contender for treatment of blepharitis and any other eye, eye conditions that you need something to cleanse the area the eye area and then they speak of the ph levels of baby shampoo um Hmm. And they said it might be harmful to the eyes. Some believe that to be so. Um, So if you use baby shampoo to make a solution, mix a minimal amount with warm water. You really don't need a whole lot of baby shampoo. Okay. (laughs) Um, I can't give it a certain amount. It's just like a, not even a dab. I mean, you just need a little, you rub between your fingers, you add water. Yeah, you really, a little bit goes such a long way you don't need to put the obviously don't be idiotic a whole bottle or anything like that a big glob okay you need minimal minimal amount will do the trick 